What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, we are here with our wild card round recap of the NFL playoffs. So, Andrew, let's jump right into it with probably my favorite topic today, which is the Browns is the Browns. And Andrew Baker said it best. The Browns are officially back. I don't know. I I mean, I wouldn't say back. I would say more like here for the first time ever. Because now they get an opportunity to play the Chiefs. I mean, they dominated the Steelers for the majority of that game. They were up 28-0 with three minutes left in the first quarter. And to be honest with you, I was extremely shocked to see that. Because going into this game, I realistically gave the Browns no chance considering all the things that they lost. And they even lost more offensive linemen in that game. And I mean, I think the left guard who played in the fourth quarter was a guy named Blake that Baker literally introduced himself to in the locker room before the game. So Baker said at breast, the bro- best, the Browns is the Browns. So I'm, I'm happy for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Henry. And the Cleveland Browns played a fantastic game. I did not expect them to come out as strong as they did. Of course, it helped with uh, the Steelers having a couple mishaps, both on the offensive and defensive ends. But nonetheless, the Browns played a very good game. The only thing I had a problem with them was that they allowed Pittsburgh to get back into it towards uh, the fourth quarter. I mean, they Pittsburgh made it into a two-score game, I believe, uh, going into the fourth quarter. That was just not okay because that opened the door wide open for Pittsburgh. But the Cleveland Browns really with that Nick Chubb touchdown on the screenplay that sealed the deal. I think that touchdown and they couldn't get anything going on offense from the second half to probably the start of the fourth quarter. Like I said, that whole third quarter, just nothing going. But once they got into that fourth quarter, things started to click on that side of the ball and they were able to regain the cushion that they had going into halftime. And the Cleveland Browns just really impressed me. I did not expect them to come out that strong, like I said, and just look that good. Baker Mayfield has this offense playing very well, but let's comment on that offensive line. I mean, they're the true MVPs of this game for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they were giving hole after hole for these running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Man, they were just opening up the line for them and finding holes and creating holes for the running backs to find them and it was almost too easy for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to run the ball. The offensive line are the MVPs of that game. No question for the Steelers. All I have to say is I, I think it's time to move on. I mean, you have to, I think, I think you let Ben Roethlisberger ride out his career, however long he needs to, because he's a legend. You can't, you can't just cut him. Like you're not going to trade him. I think you let him ride it out respectfully. But, but you have to start looking at possible replacements for him because I don't think he'll be in the league too much longer. Maybe give him one more year, probably. But Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be in the league for too much longer. So you're going to have to find a replacement for him. Maybe you look in this year's draft. I know Mac Jones, maybe Kyle Trask will be available by uh, the time they're picking. So maybe they look at that or maybe they just wait until next year to see how it goes. But you're going to have to find a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger sooner or later. But that offense actually started to click towards uh, the end of the second half or end of the first half, excuse me, and then the start of the second half. I mean, what people won't realize is Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 500 yards, I believe. I mean, he had a great game aside from all the turnovers, but the turnovers are what killed him in the end. So 
I mean, he's he's not an awful quarterback. I think people give him too much crap because Ben, ben Roethlisberger is a pretty good quarterback. The only thing is he just turns over the ball way too much, and that's why they lost, I think. You know, Andrew, they, they can't cut him. They can't trade him. There's nothing they can do about that. I mean, his cap hits like six forty eight million next year. There's no way that you could do anything with him except let him retire. But, I mean, it was obvious, Andrew. This, this team isn't that good. I mean, it was obvious from the jump. There was reasons why no one ever believed in them. They were 11-0, but they were probably the worst 11-0 team we've ever seen in NFL history. For a team that prides himself on run the ball, stop the run, they did neither of those. I mean, absolutely neither of those. They had the worst rushing attack in all of football this year, and that was throughout the entire regular season. And in the regular season, they were able to stop the run. But once they faced a solid running attack and they faced the Browns' backup offensive line, it just showed that this team wasn't good throughout the year. I'm very happy for the Browns, but, I mean, it was obvious the Steelers team coming off of – 11-0, this team just wasn't that good, Andrew. Well, Henry, you said this defense just couldn't stop the run, and I don't even think that's the defense that's their fault because I really think you just have to give it to Cleveland's O-line because they played so good. Even with the injuries, they stepped it up. Their backup stepped it up. I mean, this offensive line had very little holes and gaps for the defensive line to get through. I mean, their blocking was just incredible. So I don't even know if you can blame the Pittsburgh Steelers and their defensive line for the lack of pressure more than just applaud the Cleveland Browns offensive line. That's all I have to say. I mean, I I think the Cleveland Browns offense played so well throughout the game. I think the only part where they sort of lacked was the third quarter, and that kind of helped Pittsburgh get back into the game. But you also have to say Cleveland's defense played awful in that time as well. So. It kind of goes hand in hand, but Cleveland Browns ultimately had a very good game and I'm impressed by them. I don't know if they'll beat the Kansas city chiefs in the next round, but I mean, from what I saw, they can compete with anyone. Yeah. Andrew, we're moving on to our second team. And I mean, for a team that a lot of people pick to win the super bowl, go to the super bowl. I would say they looked relatively, relatively good. I mean, that's, that's the understatement. I mean, they look good, Andrew. I mean, I, there's no debate about that. The Bills look good. But, I mean, we got to talk about the Colts here. This team is a quarterback away from a Super Bowl contender right now. I mean, this is one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, they just you they just tackle you in space. I mean, you, you can't find ways to get people open because they find ways to just tackle in space. So, running these screen passes or these little RPOs, they just don't work because they tackle so well in space. So, their offense is just a quarterback away. I mean, Michael Pittman is emerging as a true number one receiver. They have solid tight ends. T.Y. Hilton could be gone, but they can always draft another receiver in the first round or trade up for a quarterback. I mean, this team is very, 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 very young and very talented. So this this Colts team has a bright future. But the Bills, this is a team that could win it all still, no doubt in my mind. But they have, do have a very tough matchup going to next week against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills probably have the toughest line to the uh, Super Bowl of any team, I think, because if they do indeed beat the Ravens, who are looking really hot right now, then they most likely have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. So, And then they go to the Super Bowl 
and they're most likely playing Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Tom Brady. I mean, whoever it is, I mean, the bills, if they're going to win it all, they're really going to have to step it up. And I just wasn't too impressed with how they played against the Colts. They played a good game, but they didn't look like the hottest team in the NFL. To be honest, I think the Ravens looked like the hottest team in the NFL in their game, but we'll get to them later, but I'm going to stick to the bills here. I mean, they, they look good, like I said, but it just wasn't all that impressive. I thought their defense played better than their offense, and that's what ultimately won them the game at the end, I think, because somehow they let the Colts back into the game, and then the Colts had the chance to actually win the game. You know, what I thought was awful was that the refs actually gave the Colts a chance to win the game, even though they shouldn't have. That was a clear fumble, I think, on the catch by Zach Pascal at the end. They ruled it. Uh, he was down. I, I thought that was an awful call. But then the Bills defense stepped up. I, I think the Bills defense was the reason why they ultimately won that game. But I do have to say, I get the Colts defense is really good. But I was expecting Josh Allen in that Bills offense to be a little more electric and just to play so much better. They didn't show me much in the playoffs. So if they can step it up, I mean, the Ravens defense is also pretty good defense. So all they have to do is just step up and play great offense and then contain Lamar Jackson. They'll be able to win. I'm pretty sure the defense will be able to do enough to give Josh Allen that offense a good cushion to win that game. But can Josh Allen get it done? I'm not sure. He didn't impress me too much in this game. That's why I have a little questions about the Bills right now. I mean, they, they survived in that game. They didn't win that game. They survived. So that's all I have to say about them. But the Colts, like you said, they are a quarterback away from possibly getting to the Super Bowl. This offensive line is probably, I mean, we just praise the Cleveland Browns offensive line, but this offensive line is not too much worse than them. I mean, you got one of the best upcoming running backs, Jonathan Taylor. He is so good, playing so good down the stretch. He showed in the playoffs. He, he's a really good running back and going forward in the future. Like we said, that defense is probably the best in the NFL right now. And their receivers aren't even half bad, right? They're not that bad. So now all you need is a quarterback. Phillip Rivers isn't the future. We all know that. If you can get a quarterback this year or at least next year, you're gonna the Colts are gonna be a true contender. They're they're looking really good and they have a bright future for sure. Yeah, Andrew, but moving on now to our third game between the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. And I think this was the the most obvious pick of the week. There was no way the Saints were losing this game. I mean, the Bears actually could have made a play to win the game early in the game, to be honest with you. But obviously that's what happens when you're just not as good of a team. You don't make big plays. And the Saints didn't win this game handily. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. But throughout the entire game, they just looked like they were in control from start to finish. Drew Brees just looks surgical out there as usual. I mean, they got a huge matchup against Tom Brady for the third time next week. So that's going to be very fun to watch. But obviously the Saints are definitely Super Bowl contenders. That defense is just absolutely ridiculous right now. The Bears offense obviously isn't very good, but the Saints were obviously the better team in that game. Yeah, and it wasn't even like the Saints played that well. It's just the Bears absolutely suck. I mean, they are awful. They couldn't get anything going on offense. And the one chance they actually had at getting themselves somewhat in the game, their wide receiver drops the ball in the end zone. 
I mean, the Bears couldn't catch a break. They're just not a good team. I mean, even when they drew up a good play, Matt Nagy, I mean, he didn't coach this game all that awfully. This this team just couldn't perform. I mean, he had some great play calling, I thought, and this team just couldn't get it done. It, it's the players at the end of the day. I mean, the coaching wasn't that bad in that game on either side. And the Bears just suck, like I said. And the Saints, I mean, their defense is really good. Although the Bears offense couldn't get anything going, I mean, the Saints' defense is still really good defense. They didn't play all that great against the Bears, even though the Bears did absolutely nothing on offense. But the Saints' defense is really good. They're still contenders. I'm not too worried about the Saints because they play up or down, I feel like, to any competition. I mean, it feels like almost any game is close with them. They're a good team, nonetheless. Don't don't get fooled by them only winning by, what was it, 11 or 12 by, to the Bears. I mean, don't if you're a Saints fan, don't worry about them. They're going to compete in any game, basically. But I, I'm the only thing I'm worried about the Saints is if that offense plays like it did against the Bears. And I understand the Bears' defense is also pretty good. But if you have the, the offense that the Saints have, I expect you to put up a little more than 21 points, I believe, they put up against the Bears. I mean, come on. I, I expect a little better than that. But so as long as the Saints can get their offense going, I believe the defense will do their job in almost any game. But if the Saints can get that offense going, I mean, they're going to compete. Yeah, Andrew, obviously there was a reason why the Saints were a Super Bowl contender going in. And I don't think you give the Bears defense enough credit. I mean, this is one of the better defenses in the league. So for Drew Brees being an older quarterback, it's going to be a lot harder for him to score a lot of points, especially against a very good defense in the Chicago Bears. But let's move on now to our second of three NFC matchups, and that is the Rams and the Seahawks. And Andrew, this Rams defense may be the best defense in the league with Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, Aaron Donald manhandling up front. I mean, they physically dominated that game from start to finish. Yeah, talking about so many great defenses in the playoffs right now, the Rams, wow. They absolutely shut down Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and the rest of that offense. I mean, they looked, Russell Wilson looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, that's just how good that defense played. I mean, the offensive line for Seattle wasn't any help, but that defense is just so good. Almost any offensive line can't stop uh, that defensive line of the Rams. I mean, the Rams defense just carries this team, but let's talk about Jared Goff stepping, stepping up. I mean, didn't, I, I believe he had stitches in his throwing hands, uh, in his thumb on his throwing hand. And that's impressive, but let's, let's also speak on the Seattle defense. It's not like they played well by any means either. The Seattle team just did not show up. And I think they, they just weren't really preparing well enough, but that coaching was also God awful. I mean, the, the whole, the whole game for the Seattle Seahawks was just nothing to be impressed by. I mean, just an awful showing by the Seahawks against the Rams. I mean, Pete Carroll, I mean, I think there's debate whether or not he's going to be the coach in the future. I know he's probably going to retire soon anyway, but he just coached so bad in that game. He did not have his team prepared by any means. I mean, there's a lot of question marks for the Seattle Seahawks team going forward. And I don't even know if we can put them as a contender going into next season because they just did not show up in this game at all. But the, but the Rams, 
played a hell of a game, especially with your starting quarterback going out in the first quarter, I believe, and then your true starting quarterback, but with stitches in his finger, comes in and actually leads this team. I mean, this team is clicking right now. I don't know if they're going to really compete with the rest of the teams left in the NFC. I, I can't tell you that they're going to make a run because I don't think they are. They're just not that good of a team. But right now, I mean, I, I was really impressed by how this team played against the Seahawks and more, more of it might've been just how bad the Seahawks played. Maybe that's why they looked pretty good, but nonetheless, this Rams defense is very good. And if Jared Goff can get healthy and can start clicking with his receivers, Robert Woods, Cooper cup, and that run game can start uh, going with cam Akers. I mean, this team could possibly play a good game with the Packers and maybe even when, who knows, that's just how good this defense is. Yeah, Andrew. And I mean, the way you beat most quarterbacks, you got to get pressure on him. So if Aaron Donald doesn't play this game, no doubt in my mind that the Packers win this game and they probably win it by a good two touchdowns. But with Aaron Donald in this game, even if he doesn't be, become a factor, even if he isn't at 100 percent, you putting him in that game makes teams afraid. They're going to double team. Him. They're going to triple team him. that allows other pass rushers like Floyd, like Brockers to have their opportunity to get their sacks on Rodgers. And when you force Rodgers out of the pocket, obviously he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but no quarterback wants to be rushed. I mean, when you give Rodgers all day, he's just going to pick you apart. And like he's Patrick Mahomes and he's just going to destroy you. I mean, they basically score every drive that they have in the first half. So if the Rams are able to match them score for score in the first half, I think I'd give the edge to the Rams, but if, the Packers get out to an early lead. I think there's no way that a Jared Goff-led offense is going to come back. Yeah, but moving on now to the Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, Taylor Heineke, very, very interesting player to talk about going into this offseason. Is he going to get the start, starting job going to next year? I would say probably not. But, I mean, this Washington football team is interesting. He definitely played well enough to be considered for the starting job. I would love to see him with the starting job, but I just see that that the way that Ron Rivera thinks, and I think he's ultimately going to draft a quarterback in this draft, Andrew. I mean, here's what I say. You see how he performs in the offseason. I mean, he's for sure going to be considered as a possibility for at starting quarterback for this Washington football team going forward, but – he played so well against the Buccaneers, especially in a game where he was just the underdog, overwhelmed almost. I mean, how many games prior did he play? Maybe was this his first or second career game? I believe it was his second or third, third career game. All right, Henry's telling me three, but what a game. I mean, especially at the big stage. I mean, you don't expect anyone like Taylor Heineke to come out and compete with Tom Brady. I mean, he just played so well, put this Washington football team that I believe had absolutely no chance actually in this game going into the fourth quarter and through the rest of this game. I mean, th this was a very impressive performance by the Washington football team and the Buccaneers. All, all this was for the Buccaneers was this offense wasn't clicking like it normally does. I mean, I was surprised they didn't get in the thirties in terms of scoring but they didn't. And I expect them to come out with a lot more firepower with Tom Brady in this offense. They're going to be really 
determined to get this win upcoming against the Saints. I'm not worried about the Buccaneers at all. I really expect them to either play a close game or win against the Saints. That game's going to be so good. I can't wait until the Saints-Buccaneers game. Third time, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. That's going to be a crazy game. But nonetheless, talking about this wild card uh, matchup, the, the Washington football team 100% played up to the Buccaneers uh, play. I mean, Washington football team and Taylor Heineke just played so good, so impressive. I mean, I think you should po- definitely consider Heineke to be the starter going into next season. Who knows? If you choose to draft a quarterback, you choose to draft a quarterback. You know, I mean, we can't control that. But if you don't draft a quarterback, I say you have to see how he plays in the preseason and then maybe give him a shot to start the season. I know I'm not sure if they're going to have Alex Smith going to next season, but if they do, of course, he's someone to consider as well. But the, this quarterback situation should be very interesting to see going into next season for this Washington football team because do they draft a quarterback? If so, do they start him out the gate or do you start Heineke? Do you start Alex Smith, whoever you have going forward? Also, if they don't draft a quarterback, once again, do you start Heineke? Do you start Alex Smith? Do you go out and sign someone in free agency? Who knows? This Washington football team will be a great team, I think, going forward. I really think they're only going up from here. They're a very young team, and they're only going to improve. So they have a bright future. Buccaneers, I think, have a bright future in terms of in, in recent future because I think within the next month, we might be declaring them Super Bowl champions. Who knows? But Buccaneers are a very good team. Not Don't be too worried that they played a pretty close game with the Washington football team. They're going to play well against almost any other team they see from now on because it's Tom Brady and we're near in conference championship. Right now we're in the divisional. He, he plays, I mean, Tom Brady isn't the most impressive when it comes to the divisional, but once we get further on the playoffs, if they can take care of business, I think you have to consider him the favorite to take it home. Yeah, Andrew, and it's, it's about Tom Brady. I mean, like you said about Taylor Heineke, he definitely de- deserves a shot to be the starting quarterback next year for the Washington football team or whatever their team name is going to next year. I doubt it's going to be the football team, but we'll see. But Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I mean, you 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 expect the same things. You expect him to be great every single game because that's just who he is. No matter how old he is, he's Tom Brady. He's going to go and play very good football. So I expect the Saints – Bucks game to be a thriller, hopefully better than the first two because both of them suck, to be honest with you. So uh, I think we're destined to have a, a very, very, very good third game between Breeze and Brady, although the matchup isn't Breeze versus Brady. I mean, obviously, that's the headline of the game. So I think we can all say that we're looking forward to it. So let's move on now, Andrew, to our final topic. And that's Lamar might just be a running back at quarterback, but I but I guess it works. So what are your takeaways from this game? Well, Lamar Jackson, I think, threw for about 180 yards and rushed for about 140 yards. And you you see the numbers. You're like, man, when, when you just look at the passing, because that's what you typically look at for a quarterback, you see, man, he threw for 180 yards. They, they definitely lost that game, right? Nope. They won because guess what? He, he ran for the most rushing yards on the team by far with about 140 yards. And Lamar Jackson also, not only did he only throw for 180 yards, I don't even think he threw for a touchdown. And he threw an interception. But they still won the game. That 
that Lamar Jackson doesn't have to throw for 300 for them to win this game. And people have to start or stop criticizing him for not throwing the ball enough, for not going off for 300 yards or more, for not throwing the ball in every down, for escaping the pocket too early. You got to let Lamar Jackson play his game because it clearly works. And when you just let Lamar Jackson be himself on that field, he is one of the most dangerous players in the NFL. I mean, once he gets out in open space, I mean, you're done. You're done. He can either burn by you, juke you out, whatever. I mean, we saw it back in college. I mean, that's the reason why he won the Heisman Trophy, because he's a true dual threat quarterback. So you, people have to stop telling Lamar Jackson, stay in the pocket, uh, throw the ball more, throw for at least 300 yards, whatever it is. You got to just let him do him. Lamar Jackson's playing phenomenal right now, and that's because he's playing like himself. He's not playing like people are telling him to. So as soon as Lamar, like I said, you got to let Lamar Jackson run the ball. Keep calling him a running back, but he plays quarterback, and he's playing like a pretty good one, even if that means he isn't throwing for 250 yards, 300 yards every single game, or 350 yards, whatever it is. He doesn't have to throw for a hefty amount of yards, like I said. But let's speak on the Titans. They, they lost this game because they couldn't get the, the ball run, the run game, excuse me, moving. And that's just because the Baltimore defense played very well, but Derrick Henry couldn't get anything going. I believe he rushed for under 50 yards in the game. I mean, they shut him down. That's the reason why the Ravens won the game. I get Lamar Jackson, that offense played very well, but that defense shut down Derrick Henry. And that was the problem with the last time they played in the playoffs. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. This time, they game-planned well. They stopped Derrick Henry. They won the game. That was the key for them. They did it. Titans played a pretty good game. I really think they have a bright future going forward. I'm not worried about the Tennessee Titans at all, especially since they secured Ryan Tannehill, who's been playing great as of late, as of the past two seasons. So Titans, I wouldn't be worried about. The one thing is, couldn't get the run game going. That's why you didn't win. And also, I mean, when Lamar Jackson rushes for 140 yards on you, you're probably not going to win the game. But, I mean, it's really hard to stop Lamar Jackson once he escapes the pocket. So, I can't I, – it's hard to blame the Tennessee defense on this one just because Lamar Jackson – it's so – any team would have a problem tackling him. But also, I think the coaching was pretty bad in Mike Vrabel's part. I mean, not going for it on fourth and two in the fourth quarter on your opponent's – I believe 40 yard line. I mean, I saw a stat saying this this same scenario has happened. I think it was 75 times uh, in the past four years, 74 times the team went for it on fourth and two on the team's 40, whatever the scenario in the fourth quarter, whatever the scenario was. And 74 times out of 75 times they've done that over the past four years, they've gone for it. The one time they didn't was the Titans on uh, this Sunday, was it, I believe? Yeah, Sunday. That That's coaching. I mean, Mike Vrabel has to be better, has to know his scenarios. Blame it on the coaching, I think. He didn't come, Mike Vrabel didn't come totally prepared and his game calling wasn't amazing. And also, got to blame it a little on this uh, Titans O-line for not creating gaps and holes for Derrick Henry. And the fact that they couldn't get this run game going just was kind of the reason why they lost, I think. Yeah, Andrew, my problem with Lamar Jackson isn't Lamar Jackson. It's the people that try and tell me that Lamar Jackson is a good thrower and a good quarterback. He's a good 
football player. He's a good runner. He's not, he's not a quarterback. I mean, he's, he can throw the ball. Congratulations. But at the rate he throws the ball, I mean, most average people with that athletic ability could do that. He's just, he's a very talented football player. Don't get me wrong. He's a phenomenal runner. He's the fastest player probably in the NFL, the most elusive player in the NFL. But what he does is not quarterback skills. I mean, he throws the ball maybe 25 times a game at max. He completes like 60% of his passes, throws a pick on on about half the half the amount of times he throws a touchdown. So for all the people saying, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a good thrower, he's a good thrower, he's, he's not. But in Lamar, Jackson case, Lamar Jackson's case, he needs to continue to be himself. And that's just not throwing the ball. So for a guy that gets so much hate, obviously he doesn't deserve the hate he's getting. He finally won a playoff game. But for the people that, that try and say that he has some ability to throw the ball at a high level – I, I I strongly disagree with that, Andrew. So you're telling me you think Lamar Jackson's a bad thrower, but you you should just let him do him. Like you're not you're not saying that he necessarily has to throw the ball at this point, even though he does play quarterback, that he should just keep playing the way he plays. Yeah, I mean it seems to work because last year when he threw 59 times against the Titans, they lost. If you have him throw more than 30 times in a game, I think the stat is he's like one in three, which is shocking. He's only thrown the ball 30 more than 30 times, four times in his career, which is also kind of embarrassing for a quarterback. But we'll, we'll move on to my other point. I mean, keep doing – he needs to keep doing him. He wins games when he runs the ball. So, obviously, he needs to work on his ability to throw the ball, but that's been a key thing since he's started his play as a quarterback in the NFL. I just think he needs to keep doing him and run the ball. Yeah, and I think that's fair, but I, I'm i not saying Lamar Jackson is the best passer because he obviously isn't. I think everyone can agree on that. But I think when he needs to pass it, he can. Like, that, he's he's a quarterback. Like, I people can't tell me that he's not a quarterback. I mean, he, he can throw the ball when he needs to. He can get it downfield. He can make nice throws. Like he throws a pretty good ball. I mean, not not the best in the NFL by any means, but he throws a decent ball. And it's not like he has many weapons. Like I'm kind of defending Lamar Jackson here, but it's not like he has many weapons either. But it's no excuse. I mean, Lamar Jackson just isn't the best quarterback in the NFL in terms of throwing the ball. I mean, I've seen worse quarterbacks do more with less than him. You know, so it's it's not like I'm blaming it on everyone else. I mean, Lamar Jackson just isn't the throwing the ball the best in the NFL by any means, but he is still a good quarterback by any means. He runs this offense very well, and he obviously runs the ball very well. I mean, we saw it against the Titans, and we've seen it plenty other times. I mean, there's a reason why he won MVP last year, and it wasn't just because of his throwing. It was probably more because how elusive he was when he escaped the pocket and ran the ball. I mean, true dual threat quarterback. So you got to let him do him, like me and Henry both said. Let him, let him escape the pocket when he wants to. Let him tuck the ball and just run with it. Because when he does that, this he's he's very elusive. Like we said, once he gets in the open field, and he can do almost anything. And that's how the Ravens win this game by letting Lamar Jackson do him and let Lamar Jackson just run the ball whenever he wants to. Yeah, Andrew, I think you summed it up right there. I mean, 
the tight the Titans lost this game because of Mike Vrabel and Lamar Jackson's ability to run the football won the Ravens this game. I think it's pretty obvious that those were the keys to the game and Lamar Jackson running the ball is going to be a key to the game against the Buffalo Bills. But I think with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you'd enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.